0: into God's word together. Good morning everybody. I'm sending you a huge big hug today because I'm going to talk to you out of the book of Habakkuk and Habakkuk means embrace and i i really know in this season we've all been um really missing the embrace of one another the hugs of one another the touch and i really sense in my heart that god wants to embrace us this morning with his love with his confidence with his faithfulness um and encourage all of us that he is the god that is still in control, despite the many, many questions that we have in these uncertain times. So, as I said, Habakkuk means embrace, and Habakkuk was embraced with God and strengthened by him for his difficult tasks, and also then his task to be able to embrace and encourage others in times of national crisis, so I think this book is very a very key book and has some very, very key messages for us in this season. Uh, we are all on a journey aren 't we 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 have questions for God, and that 's all right, you know questions are okay, but Habakkuk found himself on this journey. From uncertainty to faith and confidence and ending up in joy, even despite circumstances. He was on a spiritual journey from doubt to worship. He was on a journey from complaining to confidence. He was on a journey from doubt to trust and faith. He was on a journey from man's opinion to God's heart and opinions. He was on a journey from questioning to worship and definitely from the valley of challenges to the high hills of God's perspective. So Habakkuk has a lot to teach us um, to move from that place of anxiety to the place of seeing things from God's perspective where we can fix our hope on Him and on His faithfulness and on His Word. So, if you're on some of those journeys, then um, come let's journey together through this and learn what Habakkuk can teach us. So, Habakkuk actually begins, Habakkuk, the book of Habakkuk is actually only three chapters, um, and he begins by asking God some questions. And I really do believe God does not mind us having questions. He wants us to come boldly before his throne room of grace to receive help um, in time of need, you know, the help and the grace that, that we need. He doesn't want us to hide from him, but he wants to us to come in and to be able to communicate how we're feeling, what we're working through. And to be able to sit and listen to what he has to say to us um so so Habakkuk does that he he comes, and he he he's a man that learned to bring his questions to God because he knows that God in God alone will he find the ultimate answers that he needs in him, so even as he questions God um he comes to God. From this perspective, knowing God is sufficient amongst his troubles. So he begins the question and he says, God, why don't you do something? He starts in Habakkuk 1 and he says, how long, O Lord, must I call for help? But you do not listen. Maybe some of you can identify with that question. Um, Habakkuk goes on and he says, why do you make me look at injustice and why do you tolerate wrong? Um, He says, the law seems to be paralyzed and justice doesn't seem to prevail. And so he comes to God with these questions um, and and God begins to answer him, you see, because God too is a God of justice Um, and he has... He has plans. He has purposes. And God would even say to us today that even as we look across the nations and we wonder why the nations are raging, because Psalm 1 says that to us, Uh, the psalmist even says, why do the nations rage and the people plot in vain? And we look across the nations and we see the nations raging. We see injustice in our society. Uh, We see these uh, things that don't seem fair. And so we have the same questions, I'm sure, for God um but God talks to Habakkuk, and he says, "I want you to look at the nations and I want you to watch and he says i'm going you're going to be utterly amazed, for I'm going to do something in your days that you would not believe um he says. Even if you were told, you wouldn't believe it. And then he begins to share with with um, Habakkuk some of his plans. So Habakkuk listens to God, and God says, "You know what? I'm going to raise up the Babylonians to bring justice um, to to a few things, although the um, the Babylonians themselves were unjust people. So it was something that Habakkuk." didn't really understand but even as Psalm 1 says you know God God says in Psalm 1 he says he says I'm laughing because I've got my king installed you see God's purposes will stand Uh, that's what it says in Isaiah God says my purposes will stand and we've got to trust that even despite what we're seeing amongst the nations that God's purposes will stand and then later in Psalm 1 he says He says to um, the leaders, come, come. You need to come and kiss my son. So there's a call to intimacy. There's a call to come into God's presence um, that God is trying to say that so often we rely on our own strength instead and our own self-importance to get wisdom instead of listening to what he would say to us. And so Habakkuk says to God, I will stand in chapter two. He says, I will stand and I'll station myself on the ramparts. I will look to see what you will say to me, God, and what answer you are going to give to me. And I think that is really a key for us to learn how to listen, to come into that, into God's embrace, into God's presence And not only bring out questions, but be prepared to listen to what God has to say about things so that we can get his perspective. So the Lord answers him and says, write down Habakkuk, write down the revelation and make it plain on tablets so that a herald might run with it. For the revelation awaits its appointed time. It speaks of an end, and it will not prove fal- false. Though it linger, wait for it. It will certainly come and not delay. So God says to him, Habakkuk, I want you to write down what you're seeing. I want you to um, hear what I have to say. I want to give you revelation about these things that you're questioning me about, about your questions. I wanted to give you my very great promises. Uh, I want to give you my assurance um, so that you can have confidence and faith. And I know that in my life personally, when I've gone through challenges, you know, I've learned to run into God, into God's embrace and to to sit there until I've got a word from the Lord, a promise from the Lord that I can stand, that I can stand on, that brings me security, that I can declare out um, in faith to see the purposes of God fulfilled. And I want to really um, encourage you, encourage you in in finding these promises um, so that you can take them with faith and move with those um, revelations from God. Such a an important position that we need to take up. Um, God goes on later on and he, further on, and he says, the just, the righteous shall live by faith. You see, our part is to believe. This is our work, and it is work sometimes to believe, isn't it? He says, the just shall live by faith. And of course, this was Martin Luther's great revelation that uh, was the springboard for the Reformation that took place in his times when he read that. And I think it's a trumpet call that God is sending forth even at this time again. And he's saying to to us, my righteous will live by faith because so often uh, we live relying on our own self. And the Message Bible says, look at the man bloated by self-importance, full of himself, but soul empty. But the person in right standing before God, through loyalty and steady believing, is fully alive, really alive. And um, I love that translation because that word um, shall live, the just shall live, is the Hebrew word um, spelled C-H-A-Y-A-H, and it means To live, stay alive, be preserved, to flourish, enjoy life, to live in happiness, to breathe, to be alive, to be animated, to recover, to live continuously. Isn't that beautiful? Um, So in God's faithfulness, we live and we are sustained by God's faithfulness. And so he's encouraging us to live by by faith. The righteous shall live by faith. Um, And, you know, faith comes from hearing the word. And so, as I said, again, we need to be hearing the word from from God's presence to see us through whatever our particular challenge is at that time and to write it down um, and, and to be able to stand on that and place our hope in that so then as we as we go on we read in in habakkuk and and habakkuk then when he's heard god's um heart he says these words in habakkuk 3 he says Lord, I have heard of your fame, and I stand in awe of your deeds, O Lord. Renew them in our day, in our, ta- in our time. Make them known, and then He says, "In wrath or in the judgment that you need to, um, to do at this in this season, remember mercy." And I think that's so beautiful. In judgment, remember mercy, because God is a just God. But the other side of the coin is that he's a merciful God. And in Christ, he has released us into a dispensation of mercy. And so I speak mercy into um, your situation, wherever you're at, whatever trials you're going through at the moment, whichever challenges, whichever questions you have. I want to just release the mercy of God into into those areas. And then Habakkuk goes on and he says, God's glory will cover the heavens and his praise filled the earth. And, I'd, you know, as we release the mercy of God, as we release the word of God, as we stand in faith with God's promises, then we will see the glory of God come forth. I, I so remember in um when Lazarus died in the Bible and Mary and Martha came to him and, and um, Jesus said to them, When he was standing at the graveside, he said, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. And I want to say to you that even maybe you don't, even if you don't understand um, what's going on in your life at this particular moment with certain things, I want to say to you, keep believing, keep trusting, because Jesus would say to you today, if you will believe, you will see the glory of God. And... And the glory of God is His great presence um, that is filled with his peace with his grace um, with his with his mercy with his restoration and even if that restoration doesn't come per, um, perhaps in the way that you thought it should, God can still take all things and work them together for our good it's interesting that even later later on um in chapter 3, it says these words, it says, Plague went before him and pestilence followed his steps. He stood and he shook the earth. He looked and he made the nations tremble. And even in this time of this COVID, you know, um, we don't see things the way God sees them. It It says in Isaiah, God says to us, My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. My ways are higher than your ways. And so, God can even take this situation and he can turn it and he can turn men's hearts um, in the season um, of trial and um, draw them and bring salvation because his ways are eternal. And he and he um, in his mercy does even come in seasons of calamity and bring forth life. And I want to encourage you with that. So. After Habakkuk has prayed this prayer and asking God to remember mercy, he goes on and um and and then later on in, in Habakkuk in Habakkuk three uh, just finding the scripture for you. Um in Habakkuk three uh, it goes on and it says your ways are eternal love that, God's on his way again, retracing the old salvation route. So God's heart is always to bring us to restoration, to salvation and to bring life out of the situation. But Habakkuk realizes this, that while he is waiting for the salvation, his place is in the embrace of God. And he speaks these words and he says, though the fig tree does not bud, and there are no grapes on the vines. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce, produce no food. Though there are no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. And that I want to say again. Yet will I rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in the God, of my, my God, my Savior. The sovereign Lord is my strength. The rule of God will prevail. I want to say that to you. That's how it translates in the, in the uh, Message Bible. He says, I'm counting on God's rule to prevail. I take heart and gain strength, he says. So our strength comes from living in God's embrace, in knowing that God's purposes will prevail And that he will strengthen us with his grace and he strengthens us as he fills us with his joy despite the circumstances. And that comes from uh, coming into that place of worship. It comes from um, praising him, worshipping him. And I want to encourage you at this time, I think for a lot of us, worship has been stolen, you know, because we have had to have masks on. We can't always meet together, uh, so we don't always have somebody leading us in worship as in song to proclaim the greatness of God. And so I want to encourage you to speak in your heavenly languages, to sing in your heavenly languages, and to have a song in the desert places. Because as you praise, as you worship, God inhabits the praises of his people, and he does battle on our behalf, because the battle is God's and not ours. And so Habakkuk goes on and he says, God makes my feet like the feet of a deer and enables me to go on to the heights. In the message it says, I run like a deer. I feel like I'm the king of the mountain. Are you the king over the mountain that you are facing at this time? I want to just pray for you as we finish today. Father God, I I just pray for everybody listening to this uh, message today. Father God, I pray that they would be encouraged in the valleys that maybe they're walking through. Um, that even though the valley might seem dark, that it might seem barren, that it might seem lonely, that you've promised that you will be with them, that you will never leave them or forsake them or leave them without support, without support. Father, we take authority over every weapon of the enemy in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, who came to release mercy to us. And I speak mercy, I pray for the rivers of mercy to flood them. I pray that you would strengthen their feet with your peace, with your grace, with your word, Father, and that they would walk in paths of peace, Father, on the heights and that they would take authority and be king of the mountain as you anoint them and appoint them um, for the destiny and calling that you have for them. Father, give them your perspective in the situation. Let them see from the mountaintops. You always give us such a beautiful view from the mountains. Help us to get perspective from you as we come into your your embrace and know that you are the God who is in control. Amen. God bless you all.